Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. I hear in my spirit, I heard it yesterday, but I didn't get a chance to say it. Um, for I will do a new thing. And I checked the scripture yesterday, Isaiah chapter 43, I think verse 18 and 19. It said, I will do a new thing. It was so strong in my spirit. I will do a new thing. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers. Wilderness is a place where there's no road. The definition of wilderness is the place is not organized. The landscape is not organized. It is just the way it is naturally. And animals flourish there. Cars don't go there. People don't really go there. That's why Jesus used to go to the wilderness. That's, that's not the normal place people go. So there's no road. And God said that, I will do a new thing. I will redefine the wilderness. He said, I will make a road in the wilderness. And you know what a desert is? If you can find a body of water in the desert, it's called an oasis. Oasis is different from a lake. And it's different from a river. Lake is different from a river. River has a source and it flows. And he says that I will make I will I will make uh, 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 I'll make rivers. Not even one. No. Rivers in the now. So this new thing that God said I will do, it means that something unusual. And he said, I will do it. I don't know how impossible something looks for you. But I believe you have come into an atmosphere of a new thing. You have come into an atmosphere of a new thing. You have come into an atmosphere of a new thing. So shall it be. So he said, I will do a new thing. Behold. Somebody say, behold. Behold. Anytime you see behold in the Bible, that means like pause to watch. And anytime you see seller, pause to think. Seller, behold is, don't ignore it. Take your time, look at it very well. He said, behold, I, this God talking, I will do a new thing. Yesterday, as I was getting ready, it was like uh, a handwriting on the wall. It was so clear. I will do a new thing. But I was going to read it. But as I came up here, the Spirit of God moved my attention to something else. Just now I understand why. It will look like I forgot, but I didn't forget. I now understood why yesterday I didn't say Because there were certain people here yesterday, and there are certain people who are here who were not here yesterday, who this scripture belongs to. And there are people here yesterday who this... Oh... Shout, he will do a new thing. Shout, he will do a new thing. God said, I will do a new thing. God said, I will do a new thing. God said, I will do a new thing. thing. 
And what is the new thing? See, I have not told you yet. The word new is not common in the Old Testament. It's not an Old Testament, Old Testament word. So you won't see it too many times. This is one of the few times you see the word new in the Old Testament. The word new doesn't really okay in the Old Testament very much. It is always New Testament. It's a lot in the New Testament. But in the Old Testament, this is one of the few places. And he said, I will do a new thing. And what's the new thing? I will make a road in the wilderness. <laughs> Somebody looks like there is a wilderness situation around you. God will do a new thing. God will do a new thing. God will do a new thing. He said, I will make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I see somebody drinking rivers in the desert. When everything is dry around you and everybody around you is suffering dryness, you will be swimming in rivers. Even in the wilderness, you shall be swimming in rivers. Even in the wilderness, you shall be swimming in rivers. So shall it be. A few points I want to establish why do we even pray because God is a prayer answerer in fact in Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 1 he said verse 3 sorry he said call upon me and I will answer but why don't you answer why are you waiting for me to call because that's my nature I answer to calls for who shall I mean you can't you can't be saved if you don't call so if it's applicable to salvation, our eternal salvation, then it's applicable to say being saved from a lot of other little, little things. Because it says that if he did not spare his son, but gave him a f- uh, Romans chapter 8, 20, 32. If God didn't say spare his son, but gave him up for us all, how much more? You see, if he has done the big one, the smaller ones are easy. Yes, I said, how much more? That, that phrase is very important. And how shall he not? Okay, how shall he not with him also? So if he has bought a house for you, is it electricity bill he can't pay? You understand that? Is it a shoe he can't buy? He's bought a whole house for you. He can't buy a shoe for your wedding. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, the bigger things come to us, the most important thing in life is your salvation. That's the most, not your job, not your marriage, not your health, not your contact, nothing. The most important thing in a person's life is salvation. That is why if someone is not born again, I don't see why I should envy him. You know what I mean? But an unborn again person in the realm of the spirit is not different from a dog, animal. Yeah. The only difference is that they have a soul, a spirit, soul, and body. But dogs have body. So that's, but then in the spirit, you don't matter. In fact, you are a slave to the devil. Anyone who doesn't have salvation is a slave to the devil. And the devil can, that's why he says that we are no longer slaves. All right, so before we were. So if you are not born again, so that's why I can't have it. So the most important thing in a person's life is salvation. And how do you assess salvation? You call. So if you call on his name for salvation, then the other subsets, other little things in life, calling on his name, you can even do that easier. Because if he has given us Jesus, how much more? And how did we get the Jesus he gave us? By calling. 
So then if you have Jesus now, all the other ones, if you call, that's why in Jeremiah, he said, call upon me and I will answer you. In the book of Psalm, I think uh, one forty-five, verse 18 or so, talks about how um, uh, 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 God is near to those who call on him. When you, when you call on him, the Lord is near to, when you call on him, he comes close. So when you don't call on him, he stays far. You see, people have defined God in their own human terms. That why is, God, why is God not doing something? What have you done to mean God has to do? So don't expect answers to your prayers you haven't offered. You haven't prayed about it and you expect answers. Or that thing that has affected the charismatic church or some of the powerful churches like ours, where people know that they have an anointed man of God. So when they say pray, you won't pray. You have come to sit down. Then prophecy tell God, then I will call it. I will see you and call. Even if I call you, God gave a certain open door for you to pray to enhance your opportunities. Jesus was with them. He didn't pray for them. He said, you to pray. I'm going to pray, but you to pray. There's time, an hour of prayer. In Acts chapter, uh, chapter 6, verse 1, it talks about an hour of prayer. In Acts chapter 10, it talks, verse 3 or so, talks about the time of prayer. In Acts chapter 10, verse 30, it says that I was fasting unto this hour, the, the, and, and this hour of prayer. So there is time to pray. Well, we, everybody prays, and there's, a, there's time to minister, to receive ministration and to receive. But time to pray, don't shelve it and say, I'm waiting. Me, I, I, I some people say that, oh, this shall, shall, I'm sitting down. Let the man of God say, do something. You see, you have made a man, the man of God into uh, uh, something else. But God answers prayers. That is why we pray. Somebody help me. Lift up your right hand like this and say, God answers prayers. God answers prayers. Say it again. God prayers. Say it louder. So that, that means that if you believe God answers prayers, then expect answers to your prayers. It says that in First John chapter four, verse uh, sorry, chapter five, verse fourteen, said this is the confidence we have in Him that when we pray according to His will, say according to His will, say that again. So why do we pray? Because God answers prayers. And on what condition? When we pray a prayer according to his will. What is the will of God? How do you know the will of God? The, will, the word of God is the will of God. The will of God is the word of God. So the word of God is his will. So then if we are praying according to his will. I made a statement recently as I was teaching. And I said that when you are in crisis situations, don't, the first thing to do is not prayer. The first thing to do is look for a word. But when you look for a word, you cannot go to God with the word. You can go to God with the word and he's bound by his word. He has exalted his word above all his names. So when you go to his word, then his word, God is bound by his word. In Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 12, he said, I watch over my word. King James said, I hasten my word to perform it. If you want the performance of God, get the word of God to him. Now, so then if you want to receive answers, pray, answered, answered prayers or answers to your prayers, what do you have to do? Pray according to his will. And we want to practice that tonight. According to Isaiah chapter 43, verse, eight, verse uh, 18, he said, behold, I will do a new thing. I mean, what? So now it's up to you. You have to define what you are believing God for. Obviously, as long as it's not against his will. 
And you have, you have, I found a scripture. I said, God said, behold, I'll do a new thing. And my pastor has been saying that God is about to do something. God is blessing us. Then begin to say, this new thing, Lord. See, that means that don't, for, don't, don't let me distract. Don't be distracted by uh, maybe let's say you have a master's in bookbinding. And now there's, there's no job for bookbinders. And now you, 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 that's become your problem because that's, you, your certificate is not valid anymore. Now, when you are praying a new thing, that means that that book binding thing, even though it's not working now, a new thing is about to start with the book. Do you understand what I'm saying? A new thing is about to start with the book binding uh, uh, certificate. Even though now it's, it's no more. When God said new thing, it's like you can't go with the order of the day. You can't go, you can't depend on the news of the day because a new news is coming. New news. You can see what I'm saying. And so maybe it's your marriage, maybe it's your family, maybe it's your health. You have heard these same stories and like they say, oh, if the doctors have said this, then that's it. Nothing can change. Oh, there's a new thing that God can do now. Because God, I mean, who has heard this thing that there is, uh, there is a, a way in the wilderness? There's no, there are no roads in the wilderness. But God said, me, I will do a new thing. There are no rivers in the desert. If there is river, you can't have a desert. You can't have a desert when there's a river. You can have oasis. You can have, but Nisha said, I will make rivers in the desert. You know, when you go to a place, I've never been there, but at least from geography, a place like Port Harcourt. Yeah. They have a lot of, uh, am I right, those of you, uh, no, uh, who, who knows, uh, you know, that they have a rivers there, yeah. river states, rather river states, the same, and um, this, this, this country, is this Scandinavia also, they have so many, only Ireland, a lot of, where is that, Norway, or one of those places, they have so many bridges, so many bridges, because, and you can't have a desert there. You can't have desert when there are rivers. Even when there are streams, you can't have a desert. And God said, me, I will do, I, I, I will do a new thing. I will do a new thing. Say, do it, Lord. Lift up your right hand with conviction and ask God for yourself. Do it, Lord. And as you are saying that, your mind is on not what pastor is saying. What the word has just said. You have seen it. You have seen it. You have seen it. How many of us believe that God is about to do something new? God is about to do something new in your life. As soon as we finish this prayer, start expecting something new. Someone shout a new thing. Yeah. Isaiah chapter 40, 28. Have you not known, have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the world, neither faith nor weary, his understanding is such. That's all the things he can do. You can, it will blow your mind. He's, he's not tired of doing good things. He's not tired. Of. God is never tired of forgiving. He's never tired of doing more. When he does it, if you really work with God, he will give you an opportunity. Watch this. When you work with God in swift obedience, he will do something that will blow your mind. But anytime God does above your expectation, it means that he's about to do actually the bigger one. But the bigger one is too much. So he has to start you on a certain level. That is why I'm saying that he will blow his, his understanding is on such. So just when you are about to get your, your head around it, watch this. Anybody who really works with God faithfully will always have opportunity to say, but God, as though this, you have not done enough. 
You want to do hey, again? It's coming again. We are about to pray and you're about to appeal to the goodness and the mercies of God. Oh God, I don't deserve it. I'm not qualified. But because of your mercies. On the basis of your word, Isaiah chapter eight, uh, chapter 43. Do a new thing in my life. Now look up verse 17. Uh, verse 18 rather. Do not rip ah. Oh, okay. Okay. Ah. Oh, so there are some things you don't have to remember. Now consider the things of old. Some of us are going forward, but you're always considering. Three guys who came into my life, they wanted to marry me. Just before, after engagement, they went. And so when you are thinking about God, do a new thing, your mind is still on the one who left. Don't consider the things of old. Forget do not remember and don't consider. Why? Why shouldn't you consider? Because I will do, behold, I will do a new thing. And he said, when? When? Ah. Hannah said, for this child, I prayed for the child. Yeah. One day, she came to church with a testimony. He said, this thing was a prayer topic some time ago. Today is a physical reality. First Samuel chapter 1 verse 27. He said, for this child I pray for, maybe your own will be a distant. This job, this house, this wife, this husband, this child. Maybe your whole, your own will be this financial breakthrough. This, this, everything, this, this anointing, this one day you will stand and say, this thing I prayed for. And I think I want to encourage some of you, if you can, start this practice by writing down, having a prayer journal. Yeah. When you look at your prayer journal, if you continue, some people, they hit and run. They come to church and then uh, after some time, they are not serious. You don't see them. They come, they are in, but they are messing up and then they are in. Their prayer journal will remain the same for a long time. Yeah. But if you walk with God and you are faithful, and you are also serving the interests of God. Meeting needs in God's house. That's what ministry means. The, the, the simplest definition of ministry is meeting need in God's house with love for God. Simplest meeting needs. There are people, listen, you have to be concerned. If there's no, you don't have any role in God's house. You have to, because your prayer list remains practically unchanged though. Yeah. And it you, you always need some powerful atmosphere. Receive it. They need to change once. Something will change. But the ones that you actually have been praying about, praying about, they will, God will not answer. Because he said, God is not of righteous to forget your labor of love, which you show to us in, the, in that you minister. You meet the needs of the saints with love. Yeah. So if you are, if you are not, you don't have a responsibility. You know, I'm not talking about people who do it leisurely. If I come early, I'll help set up the chair. And when we close and I have time, I will just go and join the people, clean the place. No, I'm not talking about that. That's no service. No, which job do you do leisurely? Okay, if I can come, I'll come to church. You are a cab driver. You, you'll be hungry. Zero, zero contract. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. It doesn't happen like... Yeah, so people don't realize 
That is why sometimes pastors who do it properly, genuinely like me, they get blessed very, very well. Very, very well. I'm telling you, very well. Very, uh, very well. Somebody say very well. Very well. Having the title pastor doesn't mean you are doing it well. And with time it shows, pastor, minister, with time it will show. Because if you do it well, God is not unrighteous to forget. So you remember, and then you push it through something, you push something through you. It, it will show, it will show. It's not one thing. It, it, it will progressively show. Serving the interests of God is so fundamental to securing the favor of God that sometimes it comes to me, I say it naturally. Because really, I just don't understand why someone expects God to, be, to owe him or owe her if you, if you have not worked for him to pay you. <laughs> and so sometimes I have to chip that in. It's, it's important. But the truth of the matter is that the Bible says that God said, I will do a new thing. Hannah came and said, this child I prayed for. So have a journal if you can. And the prayer topics... The ones you pray, not the ones you... No, that's not what I'm talking about. Those things are not prayer. I mean, we can't pass it. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's like that. I can kick you in a little bit. Yeah, but... But I'm talking about the prayer where you know... How many have prayed and you know that this one, I've talked to God. I feel like something has lifted when you look at your life, you know that there are things you have to do more. More. Because the deficit that is working against you, the direct debits that are coming out of negative direct debits, that are because of the issues in your past, standing orders. The only way you can mitigate the impact is by increasing your service and your giving. Because service in God's house and giving and honoring anointings. Please, I beg you. I beg you. I beg you. Let me do it like the way the African women do it. I beg you. <laughs> I beg you. If there is something you should do, learn to honor an anointed vessel. I'm not saying for myself. It will determine what God can do for you. Because God uses men. And Satan will also use men. And Satan will try and find ways of letting your heart turn against the one God will use for you. He has, that, he, when he does that, he has to go and now. He doesn't have to fight you. Because the system will fight you. Life will fight you. And he's well, lying under a coconut and sipping juice. He's sipping it. And everything. He stopped fighting him. Because he has managed to you, inspire you to move yourself away from what can work for you. Because already nothing is working. And when God had mercy on you to work, help you, he brought oil. Jesus said that a prophet is not without oil, except his own. So he couldn't do much for that. Honor. You see, people say, oh, but, you know, they are believers, this is their language, but he's just a man. You are making something too much of him. How many men are able to speak on the behalf of God and God uses them the way he's using this one to, in your own life, you, you, your life? How many men have you men like that? So, to mitigate those all kinds of standing orders, the things that are going out of your life, you need to engage in service, engage in giving, and engage in honor. These three things are non-negotiable. 
Anybody who doesn't have a, one of these things in their life will never see a manifestation of God's goodness in their life. There are people who are very, very religious, very good. They read their Bible. They are very nice people, but there's no man of God they are honoring. They are not like some people who attend some of the Orthodox churches. They don't teach them giving. But some, maybe because of generational mindset, they actually give huge sums of stuff into into God's work. They do because of just generational. And he blesses them. So you you anyone who lacks service in God's house, and you are not doing it like a daisically, nonchalantly. If I can, I can. If I can, I don't can. God to if he can, he will. If he can't, oh yeah. He said, draw near to him and he'll draw near to you. So you define the terms of engagement. Service, giving. God doesn't fund. He doesn't sponsor. He doesn't support. He doesn't advance. There's a scripture which says that God advanced somebody. God will advance you. Well, let's finish on David. So Saul hated David. But David behaved himself what? More. uh, Not standard. It was more than average. Some of you have become too average. In your church relationship and attendance and other things. You are too average. In fact, there are some people who constantly keep coming late. Late. It's not like conditions because the young lady, maybe she's from work. So all that. It's not like conditions. But they just will come late. And then when they come, they stroll in, they roll in. All those things, I don't know, all those things matter. But you let those people get into trouble and the doctors just told them that hey, this is serious. Don't know what we can do about this thing. Normally, people, you have to have you, do you have a will? They'll be the first to come and arrange their chest. <laughs> so sometimes when God loves you and you are not serious, you will just allow some doors to shut and the floodgates of hell to open. He will not, he'll make sure that it won't kill you. But it, it will drive you towards him. Did I tell you the story of the, the shepherdorial practice? In the middle, middle is shepherd, the shepherds, the way. When, you know, the shepherds, they always move with the sheep. But, you know, there will always be one sheep that behaves like a goat. <laughs> Goats, they are very difficult to manage, very stubborn. And, but sheep, meh, they will just follow. <laughs> That's why no church member is referred to in the Bible as a goat. We are sheep, and Jesus is the lamb. So... The shepherds in those days, this is what they do. When a, a, a sheep is stubborn, it's, it's always strained off. You are going with the rest. By the time you realize it's good, hey, hey. And every time you go back, you have to bring it. Do you, know, you know what they do? They will just catch this sheep or lamb that's going to a sheep. And then they will hold the two front limbs or back limbs and they break it. They will not chop it off. They will break it, dislocate the joint. So it can't walk. It can't walk. And then they will treat it, bandage it, and bandage it. And then they will, the shepherd will be carrying because it can't walk. So the shepherd have to carry the, the sheep for a while. So it's mends. So after about six months, it mends. By the time it mends, 
He's so used to walking near the shepherd that he doesn't go away again. He, he, he will always be near the shepherd because he depended on the shepherd for a long time. He has become so close to the shepherd. Now, after lockdown, he doesn't... <laughs> So sometimes God will make sure that relationship will backfire. God will allow for you to be sacked from that job. Yeah. And potentially, you see, what you, have, you don't have to wait for those things because that relationship should turn into marriage. So what am I trying to say? There are times that God has something in stock for you. But because of your, our, our stubbornness, our hardness of heart, our disobedience. And for a long time, we are not doing it his way. And he has a major plan for you. And he can't let you go. Why didn't Peter catch fish when he left? You won't catch it. You won't catch it. You can't be in church this while and God has a major assignment with your life. And then you start being partying everywhere. In the name of getting a wife or a husband or a job. You know, you will get it. In fact, you rather get bullied and hurt and wounded. By the time you come, you are limping. And then you come and sit down quietly. But it's good. It, it helps you, prepares your heart to be receptive. And your breakthrough is connected to your level of receptivity. Yeah. He said, those who receive you, they receive me. If you can receive God, you have received your testimony. So David behaved himself how? More wisely. Behave more different than somebody else. Because of the kind of soul who hates you continually. Consider your state and release your faith. How many of you have come to a place where you know you need something desperately? Do you know that when you come to church, your faith exercise of your faith is different. Yeah, of your. I remember when we were believing God for um, some miracle. If I'm, I'm leading prayer, but my, I'm, I'm not praying for the people. I'm praying for God. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, David behaved himself more wisely. But I thought that thing, woman. And then the next verse in chapter. Today, chapter 19. Now, now they've given injunction, instruction that take this guy out. Can you imagine? Saul spoke to Jonathan, his son, and to all his servants that they should. Hey! They should. Your enemy is strong. I mean, this is the king and a poor man, David. He said, he is giving his servants instruction kill him. Kill him. But Jonathan, God for Jonathan. I want you to make it your prayer request and take it home. Two things. Everybody, when you look at your enemies, believe God for a Jonathan. Yeah. And potentially, a Mikael. Yeah. He wanted to get rid of him. But Jonathan stood in the gap. Jonathan stood in the gap because God was with David. David, the way he escaped this man, it was supernatural. Mm-hmm. He said, 
The psalmist said, Deliver me from my strong enemies. Yeah. So uh, Psalm, Psalm 18, verse 17. Psalm 18, verse 17. It said, He delivered me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too. Can you imagine? Now, God must get involved because some of the things that are fighting you are too strong for you. Yeah. Psalm 61, verse 3, he said, For you are a strong tower. For, he said, For you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from my enemies. God is a strong tower. In Psalm 38, verse 19, Psalm 38, verse 19, he said, They are multiplying, you know, the guys. But my enemies are vigorous. When you read one verse, another, I think King James, look at King James, he said they are lively. They are not getting weak. They are getting stronger. They are lively. They are, li- they are getting promotions. Things are working for them. They are becoming stronger. He said, hey, my God, my enemies are lively. They are vigorous. And they are strong. And they that hate me wrongfully are multiplied. Now, you can have this and not pray to God. So, David, he used to be Saul alone, we didn't like him. But now he has given instruction that his servants should kill him. So, some of us, please, we want to, you have to pray and say, God, deliver me from my strong enemies. Yesterday I spoke about deliverance. That today we have to deal with addictions. Yeah. Addiction is a strong enemy. Addiction. Listen, you will see someone looking so cool. Like the way you look, you see, by sitting on intense addiction. Yeah, you do anything, that thing is not leaving you. Different types of addictions. Who told you God can't fight for you? Who told you God can't fight for you? I see God fighting for you. I see God fighting for you. I see the Lord fighting for you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.